and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. Uh, today's intro comes to us actually from the script from the hit sitcom Frasier. <clears throat> Scene, Frasier's apartment. Frasier, Niles, Daphne and Martin are sitting in the living room, sipping sherry. Frasier, looking at a newspaper. You know, Niles, I was reading about Stokes and his poor perform, poor, poor form in the newspaper. Niles, also shipping cherry. Oh, yes, I've not seen a two-minute spell that depressing since Maris's pager went off during La, <laughs> during La Travietta. <laughs> the poor thing didn't have the finger strength to turn it off. I wish I'd properly read it. <laughs> Frasier. Yes, well, Alex Neal is really pushing my buttons lately. Daphne. Curious. <clears throat> Alex Neal? Is he the one that understands the entirety of football? <laughs> Frasier. Well, Daphne, it appears he knows as little about defending set pieces as Dad does about using a coaster. Martin. Ah, oh, jeez, Frasier. Not this again. You want to sack the stunt manager every week. Now in my day, you supported the team through thick and thin. Frasier. Well, there's a lot more thin than thick these days. Our defense is as soft as Daphne's treacle toffee. Niles, intrigued. Well, we mustn't jump to conclusions. Perhaps we'll listen to the Wizard the Drill podcast for some informed opinion. Martin, ah, jeez. Those eggheads don't know the first thing about football. No wonder you poindexters can't keep your yap shut if you're listening to that hook'em. Niles. Oh, well. Now I can certainly think of someone who I'd like to throw to the hippos. Daphne, from the kitchen. I'll just whip up a fresh batch of Granny Moon's mushroom oat cakes. Frasier. Oh, let it be me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for that, Dave. <laughs> what, do you mean? what do you mean, Dave? That, that's I from mean, the reboot. Sorry. It's from the Frasier reboot. <laughs> <laughs> it must be, Yes. Yes. Oh, of course, with Nicholas Lindhurst and everything. Um, you heard him there. Joining me, Chris, Dave Cowlishaw. How are you? Um, Steelers are with him. Yeah. Go Steelers. <laughs> and Matt Swift. How are you? I'm I'm good, thanks, Chris. Get him gone. That's what I'm saying about Jonathan Paredes after the Nottingham Panthers fall to a three <laughs> two defeat. Mm-hmm. On home ice to the Manchester Storm this week. Very disappointing. <laughs> and I think Soap played as well today, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Although, if you call that playing, then I don't know <laughs> what it is. Cause blah, 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 blah. Yeah, of course. I mean, it was Stoke City. <laughs> Stoke City won. Hull City 3 Dave, I believe we have some voices of some people. Yeah, um, I haven't I haven't played this one yet, so this could be uh, this could be <laughs> something that comes to the podcast or not. Let's find out. I think after today, we've reached the end of the road with Alex Neal. Uh, there's no way back for him, to be honest. I don't think um, it's just not improving. We need to cut our losses now and get a new man in before we really end up firmly in a relegation battle. Um, Sadly, I think the board will give him more time to probably make it seem worse than what we are now. But my opinion is we need to get rid now, get somebody else in. Looking at our run of fixtures coming up to the start of November, I can't see where winners coming from at all. Um, not only that, 
But last year, he's been here for a full year now and he got us a 16th place finish last season. This year, we look like relegation fodder. There's just zero signs of progression for me. And I think we have to make the decision now before we end up too far stuck into that relegation mix. Today, I mean, as bad as the performance was, it's the fact that we're still shoehorning players into positions. Daniel Johnson at left wing back after he sold time in on the last day of the window. He signed Chamadeu and he didn't leave the bench again today. He was an actual fullback. So not only that, but the three at the back as well, which has never worked for us in several years that different managers have tried it. And yet he, he was doing it today. You know, we've got zero goal threat. Our defences are terrible. It's McNally and Rose are absolutely abysmal for one. But some of our other signings, you know, Laris and Berg stand out as two very poor players on the evidence shown so far. Uh, and I think it's it's about time he went, otherwise we will go down. I generally do believe that. So what, six out of ten, seven out of ten from Jordan? <laughs> then? <laughs> Here's Robbie. Hi guys. So are we playing three at the back because our centre backs are actually rubbish? Um, which begs the question: <laughs> Why have we only got three centre backs at the club? Um, also. Um, in the last 12 months, I have not seen this master tactician that Alex Neal is meant to be. Um, <laughs> so is that a myth or are we really just that shit? <laughs> I feel like Robbie turned a little bit into Cookie Monster halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just love playing front foot, attacking, high press football? <laughs> against a team that decides to sit back and pass it around the back and allow us to press. And we do not do any front foot pressing. Um, Thompson should be shot. Uh, and Wesley is the man. 3-1 uh, Steelers now. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is some... Yeah. I mean, where do you, where do you even... Where do we even want to begin with this um, one? <laughs> I can give you Dave's Dave's review of Huddersfield. Um, Huddersfield. Oh, you went to Huddersfield, didn't you, midweek? That, that yeah. also happened, yeah. Yeah, oh, that, that also Christ. happened. Yeah. Uh, Huddersfield, uh, hometown of Harold Wilson, uh, <laughs> has, um, and they never tell you this in Huddersfield, but if you dig around enough, you'll find out. Engels described the uh, train station facade as the best train station facade in England. And they, uh, they, they, they're very quiet about that, as a fact. It was the last game of uh, Neil Warnock, and uh, we had a bit of banter with him. But yeah, he, <laughs> uh, and it was it was nice to hear him say, "Yo, no, Stork, actually, I quite like Stork. I like Peter Cross. I like the owners. I don't know the new one. I'm not sure about him. Seems a bit young for me." Uh, but um, <laughs> the game, I thought, I thought, I thought we were a better team first half. Uh, I thought we. Probably should have won Dwight Gale. Um, <laughs> made some good chances, some poor performances, some good performances. Uh, a typical kind of championship game where there's a lot of chaos, not huge amounts of quality. Bay looked good when he came on. Oh, I'm glad uh, that he'll definitely start games from here on in in the number 10 position. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Huddersfield. Uh, it was okay. It was better than I thought the reaction merited from the people mm. on on the on the X.com. Um but yeah, that that was that. Um mm. 
and it set up, it set up nicely for Hull because I thought it was something to build off. Yeah. Well, let me. Uh, I tell you what. So, Hull Stoke City one, Hull City three. Alex Neal's post-match comments to BBC Radio Stoke. Ooh. And I'm not going to do a voice this time. Or I might do it in the voice of Fraser. I don't know. No. Uh, the, be- <laughs> the better, he says, the better team won. That's the poorest we've been tactically since I've been here and something I've got to look at. Either our setup wasn't good enough or we didn't commit to it or a combination of both. When you lack belief, it looks a bit of a dog's dinner. We showed a lack of confidence, which is the first time I've seen that this season. So that was disappointing. And he goes on to say he doesn't even, I don't even make qualms with what the fans want to do or if they want to boo or voice their frustration. They're here to support the team and they see their team win. If they don't win, particularly in modern football, it's either one extreme or another. If you win a game, you're going up. If you lose a game, you're getting relegated. That's the nature of football now. To go back to, either our setup wasn't good enough or we didn't commit to it or a combination of both. Now, I would suggest... And, and you, you two may disagree, <laughs> but I would suggest that if you are making substitutions within the first 35 minutes or whatever of a game, mm-hmm. you have got the setup wrong. And that is mm. not the player's fault. <laughs> that is yeah. you setting up tactically, correct? It, it, it is It is very, we got to find out who did this, isn't it? I was like, thinking <laughs> that. <laughs> <the same. Yeah. laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, the, the thing is as well that that's not ha- that's not the first time it's happened this season. It's been on three or possibly even four occasions where he's like just randomly like, "Oh, yeah, you're coming off," and "Oh, sorry, I got it all wrong." Usually after a goal's gone, and I think Ipswich is the one that sticks away because he he managed to turn Chiquinho into the Joker. Um, <laughs> after that, of course. Um, yeah, I I mean, we've gone with the entire centre back. Um, compliment that the club has now at, at the back and it's not working. We have sold the best left wing back we had at the club and we've decided to put a guy who... So I, I checked because I sort of thought maybe Daniel Johnson played there, you know, for him for Preston or something or maybe, you know, he's the type of player that, you know, does a job. Uh, no, he's played like 15 games on like the left side in his entire career, never mind at like left left wing back, left back. Um, it's just yeah, yeah. It, like it doesn't make any. He signed seventeen players, and then again, he just doesn't <laughs> seem to have any. We were talking last week about like, oh, you know, you need just need to settle on a team, and he's just like, no, I will absolutely not settle on a team. I refuse <laughs> to settle on a team. Um, and then yeah, I didn't get the I didn't get the sub um to put Wesley on for for Berger. I didn't get that. Um, mm. Vidigal's good. Great, that's that's you know that's nice. Vidigal is good. Everyone else is struggling, and uh, we're in that familiar part of Stoke City managerial cycles where we're all just kind of waiting for the final tipping point. I think because I think today is a slight tipping point in terms of how the fan base are going to treat him from now on. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. I was going to say we'll we'll talk about what this means largely going forward uh soon but i but i do agree i think that um unless the further along you get along these type of poor results the harder it is like you can you can gain fans back with a good result 
slightly, but then all it takes is another bad result to tip it back down. Momentum mm-hmm. is builds up against you. We'll we'll come on to talk about like because <laughs> because there are a lot of people who feel now it's time go away go. I know that when he was in the pub before the season started, he said about <laughs> this it was cursed pub visit in history. <laughs> and I've, and he, I've he, had a few of them. But he mentioned that, you know, we need to set up differently for different games. We need to set up like how we play against Rotherham will be different to how we play against Leicester. Blah, de, blah, de, blah. And we bought 17 players who predominantly, I would say, feature wide forwards and attacking midfielders. And Everyone was of the opinion, and maybe we're all wrong because we do not understand the entirety of football. But I felt people were like, oh well, he's going to his more traditional four-two-three-one, the thing that we've seen him play at Norwich, that type of thing. And then we don't play it, and and as we well as we've all said, it's shoehorning players into positions that we we don't have. And once again, we're in a position where we're like, shit, we bought. A thousand players, and we still don't have the right number of players for what we want to do. It's, it, I find it bewildering. Like, I, I, I'm frustrated because I could not tell you what the strategy was for today's game. Could not tell you what he was trying to do. Like, not even to the point where it's like, I see that this is what they were doing, and then he tr- brought these players on to correct it. Across the board, I have no idea what the game plan was today because. It's so weird looking at the stats as well because stats are relatively level and I don't feel like, I don't know, that was a game that was level. Dave, you, you've got your hand on your face. <laughs> you look sad. Um, Go on. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a scrambled egg at the moment. Isn't he? he's, <laughs> he's just absolutely lost it. Um yeah, I, you, you've said it there in terms of the the ridiculous um, dichotomy between the teams we actually end up playing in the starting eleven and the players we've signed mm. is insane. It's it's remarkably stupid. Um, <laughs> just so jo- Johnson at left back, like I don't see how we saw that Huddersfield game and thought. Right, yeah, he's my guy for left back. Yes, he scored a goal, but fuck me, if that's if that's his basis for sticking with him at left wing back, my God. And what the Huddersfield game should have also told him was that three centre halves has was not the magical solution to mm-hmm. uh, playing like the fucking uh, Chuckle Brothers plus an additional <laughs> third <laughs> Chuckle Brother with a bag on his head. Um, and, and like. I have a little bit of sympathy in that um, some some mistakes, yeah, the old cliche you can't legislate for. But the the three at the back isn't working. Why 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 would you persist with something that was shown mm-hmm. to have yep. clear deficiencies against a relatively weak Huddersfield team? Even leaving that aside, the midfield is so one paced and. Uh, I don't even. I'm not even going to slag off Jordan Thompson because um, he wouldn't be his first choice. Ben Pearson suspended because Ben Pearson suspended. Yeah. Um, it's not Jordan Thompson's fault, and there are even moments, vague small moments, where Jordan Thompson did okay. But uh, on the whole, we were getting absolutely run over. 
in midfield yet again because the midfielders didn't seem to know exactly what they wanted to do. Berger seemed to be playing sort of halfway between a, a, a central midfielder and attacking midfielder. He wasn't closing anyone down. Lauren is just story of his season. He's not nothing is working yeah. at all. Yeah, he struggling. used and we're getting this situation where the the players we had last season are getting a lot worse. <laughs> and Ben Ben Wilmot used to be able to play it out from the back. Ben Wilmot used to be able to pick a pass, and he was just like um, absolutely crapping himself whenever he got the ball. Josh Laurent used to turn and run forward quite regularly, and he's not doing that. He's he's going missing. Um, but yeah, when you're stuck with two up front, one of them is invariably going to be a winger, mm-hmm. and the the truest centre forward we've got is the guy he's turning to off the bench every now, uh, every, every game when we're losing say, ah, fuck, do something with your physicality. And he's the only one who's no, sorry. He's not the only one, but he's, he's one of few who are coming, is coming away with any credit, Wesley, because um, it sort of makes sense when you kick a ball up to a big man and he's, (laughs) he's holding people off and he's, he's, he's not the best finisher in the world as was evidenced today, but, at least with him and the team, you can sort of see a plan, sort of. And up until that point, you can't see a plan. It's it's, it's not only bad management, it's cowardly. It's really fucking cowardly. And I don't know why he thought this would work. I don't know why he thought the solution to not being as uh, not being on the front foot for the last five games was to go 5-3-2. I don't know how he saw the, oh, we're... we're we're got we're conceding too many goals and not scoring enough. Let's um play a more defensive style because apparently the the defenders he, he's oh fuck it. I, I can't be fucking off. <laughs> just, just genuinely, just fuck off, Stoke. I yeah. I cannot fucking be bothered. Stupid think, egg man. I think just to just to maybe um you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna you know, ref- be put too fine a point on Dave. Well constructed thoughts there at the end, uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, like Wesley for example, like he, the goal comes from Wesley dropping deep and actually getting the ball and like and getting the ball and like yeah, like Dave said, he's sort of the only one who seems to have a clear cut definition of what his role in the team is, whereas everyone else is just sort of like, uh, well, uh. and I think my biggest problem with Alex Neal this season, well as well as last season. And it goes back to, again, something that Dave said last week is that rather than, I don't know, not having any respect for games and thinking, let's just actually try and play some expansive football. He is like playing each game like, oh, I'm worried about what they're going to do. I know what they're going to do. So I'm going to set my team up to to accommodate and play how they're, you know, to, and he, he spoke about it today with like, oh, you know, we, we knew Hull would have a lot of the ball. So why are you telling them to press like madmen in the opening 10 minutes and tire everyone out? And it, it just, it makes absolutely no sense. Um, Tyrese obviously picked up a muscle injury as well, which just mm-hmm. can, adds insult to injury. Um, I mean, it is quite funny because I remember sort of, you know, when sort of the latter days of Michael O'Neill, we were told that we were only getting muscle injuries because Michael O'Neill had them like doing archaic training methods or something um and that neil would sort out the fitness tm and obviously fitness is a bit weird but we've got a lot of injured players with That's weird timelines yeah I don't such know. a 
managerial myth, isn't it? The uh, the manager will come in and fix fitness in general, <laughs> just like <laughs> just like just because whenever that happens, I remember it being said about Paul Lambert. Oh, Paul Lambert will get get him running really hard. He'll he'll sort out the the lazy players and sort the fitness out. Like just implying that professional footballers are just like <laughs> you know looking up from their fifth mackies, just being like, "What? We're running? Yeah. Why? What are you doing?" Um. Yeah, sorry, uh, <laughs> forgot to crush you there, Matt. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I think for me, like the issue, the issue that we have is that predominantly, like again, a caveat at all. We signed thousands of players, and obviously they need time to gel. But I would expect, I would expect at this. So I was gonna sorry, but no, I would no, expect ahead, at this. Yeah. I would expect at this point. You've worked with them for at least two months. <laughs> you would have an idea of what you're doing. And also, these are players that, like, there is no denying. Alex Neal has had an impact on what we're signing. Like, all the way through the summer, they're talking about, while he may not be the person ringing up an agent and contacting him, he, we oh, we keep the manager in, uh, we speak to the manager uh, about recruitment. Every, everyone's talking to each other. He's involved in the process. This is his team, right? Like, there is no, you could not have got a bigger summer rebuild. And so, for it not to work, like, I, I'm sorry, I can't see any other excuse other than Alex Neal's just not really got a grip on it. I th- I think I think as well that, that what you could say is like for example when you go down to Ipswich you have won like every game bar one in the last like forty or whatever the record is you can say right that's a team that's been together for a sure. long time the manager knows all this kind of stuff Hull have signed like fourteen players this window as well yep. this is not this is not the Hull team that we played last season it's a very different Hull team they've incorporated new players Liam Rossini did a really good job there last year and he's clearly a good coach because he did a really decent job at Derby in very difficult circumstances. He's rescued Hull from a very bad situation. I think they were about 20th when he took over last year and they finished sort of mid-table and they've lost one game this season all from signing all these new players. So there is, I agree, there is like, oh, they need to gel but like, you know, we're, we're nearly we're nearly like a, we're not that far off a quarter of the way through the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you can't you can't have a quarter of the season and just write it off as oh we we were finding you know we were finding ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> our, it doesn't work. Our frustrations are kind of moot though, aren't they? Really, because as much as we're frustrated, as much as people on the site formerly known as Twitter are, uh, I've seen a lot of calls for him to go. That this isn't going to change. Um. I yeah. do not believe I do not believe that this board is going to make the move because firstly I think that they believe this is his team he just needs time with it I think he gets the whole season I also think that an, a reason for that is because there is n- there is never a contingency plan there is a, like even if you thought they're going to get rid of Alex Neal. They've got they've no idea what they're going to replace the system with yeah, they don't it's... have a fucking clue so <laughs> It's the, it's the Gary Neville meme, isn't it? This is the banker. This is the one that couldn't fail. Exactly. <laughs> so like, like, that's that's basically where we are. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But, yeah. He, but it doesn't matter because he's not going because this board. Yeah. Yeah. This and and you know that was, typically that is a good thing that they are supportive and they believe in giving I, someone I mean, time. But I'm I'm still where I was last week, and as much as I really don't like him, 
I, I don't rate his management at all, but they don't. I don't think they have a choice to to sign. Like, there's no choice. They've given him a full window and signed 17 players. They don't have a choice. They've they've painted themselves into a corner with all this, you know, fresh approach and integrated systems and all this kind of stuff. I don't think they have a choice. Maybe this um, is maybe this is rose tinted glasses because it, and it probably is. It yeah. definitely is, but. At least I liked Michael O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was a nice yeah. man. He was a detective. Yeah, it was great. It's, um, <laughs> it's no worse because I don't feel like this is any worse than it was under him. It's not. It is worse. It literally. It's wor- it, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's physically, uh, aesthetically, uh, statistically worse, uh, all over the shop. Um, <laughs> I saw an absolute belter of a tweet earlier was, uh, when a journalist pointed out that uh, Alex Neal's losing record is worth was worse than Nathan Jones's, ah. and someone someone replied to it saying, "Well, you haven't pointed out that his win record's actually better. We, he's won thirty four percent of games." <laughs> he's like, <laughs> "Oh, damn, thirty four percent. He's only think, been here a year." I think. It's something like under Rowett and Jones, we had something like 63 from six, 63 points from 60. And then under Neil, we've got something like 53 points from 50. So mm. it's like very much, much of a muchness. It's, mm. yeah, it's, it's just, yeah. But yeah, I do have to say, and this again is just my own thoughts and feelings about it. I just hate his press conferences. I can't stand what he says because it just <laughs> never reflects. I just can't stand them. Like, oh, we didn't believe in the formation. What are you talking about? I, what, what are you actually on about? Just just say it was... It feels like oh, there is an yeah. air of... I, I know you have to be overconfident and you have to back yourself in in professional... Well, professional anything, but professional sports, there you have to back yourself, right? And I get that. But there is, there is an air of... I I know the entirety of football guys. <laughs> it's these losers who don't know what they're doing. Like, yeah. like, you, you, like again, just look, look at it. I mean, again, I'm putting context that may not be there on his comments, but when he either our setup wasn't good enough, or we didn't commit to it, or a combination of both. You know, who could, it could be that we set it up wrong, but the, I mean, could it really? Do you think that's what it is? Like, there's that, there's that, there's that clueless Neil side, but then you get the sort of. Um, overconfident talks a better game than he actually plays stuff mm-hmm. where, where he's just like yeah yeah so obviously wasn't good enough today uh, we need to sort out this we need to sort out this, this sort out that. and then we show no evidence the next game of addressing it at all mm-hmm. other than maybe just get, getting even more kind of panicked and within within ourselves um, I, 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 I think um, I, yeah I, I think we probably will pootle along the, into another turgid old season regardless. Uh, uh, but I, I can't, I can't mm, touch wood or, you know, famous last words. I can't see a, a new manager making us worse. My, I've got two concerns. One of which is what if we're still shit after we've gelled? And the other one is <laughs> maybe we've gelled all wet already. <laughs> this is what it is. <laughs> Just yeah. fucking play an attacking fucking midfielder. Just fucking play wingers. You've bought ten of the fuckers. <laughs> Our best player, right? Our best player is a fucking winger. You've brought him on today and just said, ah, oh, maybe run around up front for a bit. <laughs> like Lyndon Gooch, he's not the best player in the world, but like I think he'd enjoy having Vidigal to pass to in front of him. 
Daniel Johnson, he'd look a lot better as a left back if he had Vidigal to pass to in front of him, mm-hmm. or literally any fucker. Like, yeah. But mm-hmm. Neil Warnock with our team would just say, oh, give it to Wingers, cross it into Big Wes. Fine. That would be a plan. It would be better. It's almost like, yeah, it's almost. Nathan Jones <laughs> with this team would play. Bay at the top of a diamond, Pearson, we play a diamond formation. There wouldn't be any wingers. It would still be shit. I've lost the argument here. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, the big, the big, well, my big worry is October is absolutely horrific on paper. It is, we need it is a horror po- month. Yeah. Like- <laughs> we need eight points to make it 15 points from 15 games. <laughs> Jesus. And we've got what we've got like Leeds away, Leicester away, or is Leeds at home? I'll give you I'll give you the fixtures we've got. So so this Jesus this Christ, week we are we are in trouble here. Yeah, it was. Got, <laughs> we've got Bournemouth away in the cup, Bristol away, yes, uh, Bristol City. Yeah, that is. Uh, Southampton. We always at home. win at Bristol. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's discussed. <laughs> Leicester away, Sunderland at home, Leeds at Fuck. home, finishing Fuck. the month with Fuck. Borough away. Fuck. And then fourth of November, the return of Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Brilliant. So I snap my own leg so I don't have to go. It's just it doesn't that month does not look pretty. No. Um, no. And then but then you are in a situation because if you are not picking up any points from that, then you are sort of going into November, December in a you know, in a relegation scrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, and then you have got to make a decision. So yeah, but that, that is. Yeah. But let's be honest. That's the situation. Like, we may be wrong. Yeah. We may go through Please. the next. The next month may be very surprising, and and I really hope it is. But let's be honest. The most likely scenario is <laughs> don't, and we end up in the situation where can we November can December. We, yeah. Can we soundbite that last bit and just like I hope it is, but it probably won't be. And then like in a month's time, <laughs> we'll be like <laughs> honestly, like good. I would I would love it if people could clip me. Be and be like, ha, ah, you fucking idiot, wizards of drivel. You know what you don't know what you're on about. Please, I, I really I want that to be the case more than anything. Um it's just it just doesn't look good, does it really? No. Um like when he does get sacked, let's say he gets sacked, I don't know, December or something. Mm. Is he gonna look back on those on these last seven or eight games and think, well, you know what, no regrets. At least I gave it everything I could. If he if he if he does think that, he's either a liar or a moron. <laughs> um, because how can he possibly th- th- uh, consider this to be anything close to acceptable? Mm-hmm. N- not not even not even in terms of the results. Fuck the results, fine, whatever. Shit happens in the championship. But mother of God, man, we're cowering in fear <laughs> against really not that great teams. We're going to fucking Huddersfield and playing three at the back. We're at home. Yes, all are a good team. Fine. But we've got good players and we're not even bloody well. You, oh, I know I'm repeating the same I think point. The issue, the issue you've all. got, and someone, someone put this somewhere else, is that with the way he sets up and the way that things are going, any confidence that any players did have is going to soon drain from them. Any of these good players that um, that we, we have will soon start to just question themselves. Vidigal is the only gleaming light that we've got and you know once he drops confidence because of the system and the setup then where are we well i'll tell you where we are we're in november december in a relegation fight and no one's getting rid of alex deal um, but even then like uh, it's exhausting 
tiring. I'm tired. I'm so tired of <laughs> football. It's so stupid. Bad sport. Bad sport. Do we yeah. want? Do we want to feed him to a hippo this week? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 He can. Yeah. Hundred percent. Can you can you uh, insert the sound of an egg cracking here? Yeah. To recreate the uh, <laughs> yes effect. He's a scrambled egg, and we want tossed salad and scrambled. <laughs> Whilst he's being lowered into the the hippo <laughs> tank, he's just saying, "I hope that you hippos are, have belief in what you're going to eat." Yeah. I yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I hope you believe in yourself. Ah, <laughs> uh, just a rubbish weekend for Stoke City. All around, as I say, cup game midweek. Do we care? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because no, like I remember under Jones, we went away at Leeds, didn't we? On yep. the penalty shootout, so just oh, the, parallel, the parallels to continue to point, there, probably. Bristol City away next week, which, as we know, we're going to win, so <laughs> it's gonna happen. Um, and it will be a false dawn and <sighs> rinse and repeat this podcast. For all of time, I guess. Yeah, uh, it, uh, this is the thing. I, I don't. <laughs> you don't want to just be saying it's the same shit again, but they really give you no other choice. <laughs> like there's no, there's nothing you can say that's like, oh, well, that's an original problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that. It's just I, yeah, and it's... I, yeah, and I don't think there's any point discussing like, oh, well, what would you? Who would you get instead? No, no, there's no, no because they're not going to get rid of him. It's moved. It's exactly. It's moved. Yeah, yeah. Because, but, yeah, and who does Moot yeah. manage? We <laughs> just play good, just play, play better football. <laughs> just play, like, yeah. But then we don't understand the entirety of it, do we? Can I also, can I also throw uh, David Prutt into the hippos, please? <laughs> just, just <laughs> because I, I, I'm, I'm, this is like you know fully deranged fan perceived biases but he was loving it today you could tell he was sat there on his sofa with chris ulumo and keith andrews mm-hmm. you could tell he just absolutely absolutely loved it get him get him in that tank well he's oh yeah fair enough <laughs> easy easy enough for me yeah yeah <sighs> i don't do you know what i think i think that kind of nicely sums up this podcast it's been a half an hour rage <laughs> session and i think that's all we need isn't it this week um, any other points you want to make in the remaining? Uh, the <laughs> EIHL Challenge Cup is a stupid format that um essentially means <laughs> nothing and were, is killing off interest in the domestic game and should be reformed and um given a new format. That, that's my that's my tell point. that to Dowdy and the lads. Yeah, well, <laughs> this this is the thing. This is the thing. Oh, you know. Yeah, um, do you know what? When, once this does become a hockey podcast, I think we will be happier. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Senators are winning three two as of are the they? time of record. Yes, Tim, Tim, uh, lovely Tim Stutzler just put us only preseason three two only preseason in that case. Yeah, but the Panthers, they they did it, didn't they? They did a soak this weekend. They they first league game of the season three 0 down after twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Lost three two. Very sad. So it's been a bad weekend for me. Basically, is this but a season of the mind? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, thank you, thank you, thank you for ranting. Good night, Seattle. <laughs> Matt, thank you for being here. Thanks, Chris. I, it was good. It was good fun, wasn't it? And you guys out there, try and just 
just keep your chin up. Just keep your chin up. Swap your stuff around. Do that. Try that. Stuff. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. We'll yeah. see you next swap, week. Swap your managers around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Wizards of Drivel have left the building. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. What is a boy to do? Frazier has left the building.